it's always a good time to start your journey. Don't kind of sit there and think, I don't know where to start. I'm too far behind. I'm a Luddite. I can't do this. Mostly. Well, welcome back everyone to part two of this episode of the World of Work podcast, where we talk about digital and we talk about the impact of open talent market platforms. For example, what is the impact that these platforms have when it comes to talent, when it comes to career development? What are the implications for the leaders? What are the implications for HR? What are the implications for the employees themselves? The name of the game is digital is here to stay. Technology is here to stay. So the more comfortable we get with it and the more we know about it, the better it's going to be for everyone. So let's turn into the conversation together with Dean. One of the things I often think is like I'm in a very privileged position where um, I sit across the whole organization here locally. So I don't just see one portion of the organization. I see kind of much of the organization. And so I have a lot of exposure to people in our company. Right, it's a, it's a you know very humbling um, opportunity to have that. So maybe, like at a huge push, I could say maybe there are of the two thousand three hundred of us that are here in Australia and New Zealand. Maybe I know three hundred people, you know, deep enough to be able to say, "What about this person?" When an opportunity comes up, or "Hey, I was talking to this person and they said this." And when you start to disaggregate that, then through how so organizations what they've done in order to manage this with their talent philosophies is they've focused on the highest potential people because they've said okay the highest potential people have got the chance to move the furthest we can't know everybody we'll just get to know them we'll go deep with those guys and maybe that number is 15 percent of your people i don't know 20 percent mm-hmm. of your people if mm-hmm. you've got you know highly capable individuals and a good growth mindset in your company so on. what about the 80 percent of people right that are wanting to grow their career, you want them to be engaged, they absolutely have to build new skills. So I see, and our team sees this as a huge enabler for us to get to people that we don't get to this, we can't possibly scale to get to this conversation to on a one-by-one basis. The way we've done that in the past is through line managers. That's been our multiplication factor, you know, it's just industrial revolution, you know, kind of fast forward 120 years, we still have some of those structures in place to scale. And then the question becomes around, well, quality, the level of drive from the line manager, the level of coaching the line managers giving the talent, which can be variable. So at least this way, we know, hey, the keys are in the employee's hands. Those with the ambition, the agility, the ability are going to be the ones kind of pushing for opportunity. And then we've kind of, if you like, we've created um, the um, the demand, you know, in employees and the supply starts to flow more readily through the organization. Wow, that's so true, actually. Now, now that you say it in those words, that you have greater accessibility to, to the talents out there who have the opportunity of raising their hand and they don't have somebody in between to represent them. You know, at my time, your time, it was uh, talent review discussions, to your point, was always filtered through the eyes of yeah. the manager and the manager's manager before it even yeah. reached certain discussions and certain levels. So um, we still have some of those processes, right? They're very valuable sure. to it's help us. Complimentary, right? Absolutely. It yeah, it's, it's exactly that. I would imagine. And the leaders themselves, how have they reacted to this in a similar, in a similar way, or it's more like, Oh, wait a second. That's my talent. You know, he did thumbs up on that project and oops, how am I going to manage this rotation? Yeah. 
It's a great question. We honestly, we've seen kind of you know mixed response from leaders. Mm. Remember, we're doing two things at once, right? Our talent philosophy is changing. Hey, you know, you don't have to be in a role for three years anymore to you know apply mm. for a new job. You um, are going to get access to all jobs advertised. You know, it's not like hey, I've got a succession plan here, and you're going to go into that job. You know, all the jobs are transparent well, in the all organization. All the jobs are on this platform. Yeah, all, wow. all of our jobs are advertised. We we are kind of most of our way through that journey. There are still some jobs where we know someone leaves, someone's been prepared, you know, kind of right. just some, some flows and moves. But mm-hmm. broadly speaking, yes, we are a significant way down the journey of making our jobs more transparent in the no, organization. No, no. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, kind of some leaders, um, you know, kind of have liked those philosophies. Some leaders... Um, you know, see that as really significant and potentially disruptive, that that, that could be the case in terms of um, talent moving. And of course, previously, the leaders may have been more the one in control of, are you ready for your move? Whereas now the talent's the one saying, I'm ready, you know, mm-hmm. not not the leader saying, you know, kind of, I validate you're ready, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we've needed to, you know, kind of, culturally think about how we manage that because the leader has an important role to play and the leader can add huge value Mm -hmm. to the development of a person with the right conversation the right readiness the right support so we want employees to feel informed they've had clear feedback about their development you know we we don't we don't throw all those things out the window because we Mm -hmm. implement this this technology Mm -hmm. and then of course you've got the technology and the technology is learning so you know sometimes the technology picks you on something that's an amazing match and sometimes you need to put a thumbs down because it's not relevant for the technology to learn so i would say overall our leaders um think the concept is great mentorship has been um outstanding engagement uh with mentorship opportunities um where i think we are exploring a more kind of transformation of the company is this idea of internal gig so you know i host the project and resources from other parts of the organization can apply for the project and and work on those we've had excellent experience at doing that where we have kind of enterprise level projects that people can say hey i want to be part of that and maybe where we kind of get into a conversation more around like disaggregating a job or fractionalizing they call it a job into parts and then Mm-hmm. advertising the parts of the job rather than hiring somebody and people pick up each part of the job that's something that's maybe you know we might continue to explore out in front of us but it's not something we've got great maturity in yet mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. job design uh, we maybe see kind of ideas like people's primary mission maybe becoming a percentage of their time freeing up some space to work on other things could um hugely enable um, skill development and um, you know, the, the breadth of network across the company and, and some other enablers. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, there, there are so many uh, other benefits uh, of doing yeah. it, right? Also for the employee themselves and for you, uh, for the company. Um, exactly. And, and I'm seeing really the world of work moving anywhere in this direction in, in the sense mm. of having that flexibility, that agility to be able to move across projects because we know that learning is actually by doing. We can, of course, yep. train them in, in a classroom, but there's nothing better than being involved in a project, being assessed against that, seeing, hey, what am I doing well? Am I not doing well? What do I need to work on further? And and I'm, I'm assuming that probably builds up engagement as well, and probably it, it strengthens say, yeah. uh, the culture and it strengthens like your value proposition as an employer, I would imagine. Yeah, right? really- because 
I've always felt Shonda actually has been hugely invested in the development of his people, right? I think it's very obvious there's mm-hmm. lots of kind of internal movement inside the company, lots of people getting opportunities to progress mm-hmm. uh, inside the organization, lots of investment in the learning for our people and, and their professional development. Um, and, you know, we, we need ways to scale that further, you know, mm-hmm. and really in a kind of you know modern employment environment where the job to be done is evolving in this VUCA world where it becomes increasingly more complex, the best productivity and innovation will become will come from organizations that are building that culture and releasing that potential kind of if you like in the organization, like unleashing maybe you might even say you know that potential in the organization to you know connect to these topics um i think something we see kind of in data is that you know the further deeper into the organization companies go um the research would say the higher the level of belief that disruption and innovation can happen the further up the company you go the more kind of you know reason there is that these things kind of stall or don't happen the blockers more all of the research shows that so how do you if the belief is at the front how do you get more and more and more opportunity enabled deeper in the organization i think for me seems like kind of obvious logic in one sense but something hr function we've not always been capable of doing Mm. mostly due to scale and of course some level of culture change that often needs some kind of antagonist to start that culture journey whether it be technology or different leadership or whatever those things are that come over time yeah uh, technology definitely can be our friend i mean it yeah, should not be positioned as only something that takes away jobs it actually should be positioned as something that can uh, create absolutely create new opportunities i love what you said unleash because that's what we've always been talking about unleashing talent but quite frankly it has been a very daunting task to do simply because how, as one individual, can you get to meet your top talents and really be able to assess and say, hey, this person's next job is A, B, C, D. Um, and it's really empowering the individuals themselves to take control of their own career, their own development. Um, and I wonder to what extent, you know, what advice would you give to, to folks that are entering the job market, you know, like uh, graduates um, or mid-career people, which perhaps struggle the most in in this moment of of change because perhaps the new generation is already very very used to you know thumbs up thumbs down approach uh going into apps and kind of very being very literate in this new language of digital um so what what advice would you give both of these let's say segments of of the workforce in terms of how to be best prepared for this unpredictable world of work um, how to take your career in your own hands as well, and also have the courage sometimes, you know, to leave companies. Because, with all due respect, I mean, that also is happening. No matter how much companies may want to invest in their people and their talent, you may even want to have a certain level of turnover and and have people experience have different experiences and maybe come back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think. Um, I mean, one of the things that I've learned. Um, a lot about since doing this job is generational diversity. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a very broad organization. We have, um, you know, five generations in our workforce Mm -hmm. at Schneider Electric. So if you think of the role of a leader today, you're leading people at very different ends of the spectrum in terms of 
um, you know, kind of their social context, their educational context, and also what they want from work. Uh, I don't know if you heard of this term, you know, quiet quitting is the latest thing yeah. that, you know, I was reading about that's, you know, kind of the idea that, hey, I just want to do my nine to five and I want my own life at the end of the day. <laughs> and I don't feel bad about telling you that. Um, there will be other generations in our workforce which would find that a totally foreign concept, for example. Mm. At the same time, one of the things I've learned most is, um, you know, over-categorizing groups of people means that we miss individual aspiration, motivation, mm -hmm. you know, individuality. Mm -hmm. Not everybody under the age of 25 is the same. Not everybody over the age of 60 is the same. Not everybody in their mid-career wants the same things out of the next phase of their career, et cetera, et cetera. But what I would say to anybody, actually, regardless of um, generation, technology is clearly here to stay. And the more curious, the more comfortable we can become with technology being part of our working world, the better we will manage. We, we ran a, uh, you know, a, like an online webinar uh, four years ago now when I first took the job saying like, I think the title was something like, you know, the robots aren't coming, they're already here or something. You know, it was like, it was to really educate the developers. Actually, hey, you know, this isn't like a, what we're not envisaging here is like a Will Smith movie where the robots take over and, you know, kind of it's, you know, some kind of um, they're your you neighbor, know, they're, man, they're... man versus machine <laughs> kind of future, like the Terminator, yeah. doesn't it? What, what we're describing here is technology has been around for quite a long time now and is changing and will change us if we don't choose to stay up to date with that technology, that is the reality. Because in Australia, for example, there are they uh, a def there is a deficit of a million digital jobs in the economy by 2025, of which 500,000 will be reskilling, 200,000 will come from universities. To, so you know, kind of these are the the types of things we need. There will we will not be producing additional population to solve for some of these problems. It requires a level of curiosity in all of us to join in the journey on how technology is evolving and, mm -hmm. and shaping the, the things that are possible for us. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think about is that often there can be a stereotype that some people are kind of anti-technology, you know, age mm -hmm. groups that are anti-technology. And I think uh, you know, having moved to Australia and our family, uh, our parents, um, my wife and I are home in the UK and seeing them regularly, you know, every couple of days on FaceTime or, you know, kind of other apps are available um, uh, for you to talk to um, family and, you know, them being part of Ruby, my, my daughter's life, even though they are literally the other side of the world. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, I was hearing some stories that over Father's Day, like generations that have gone before people that have migrated to Australia and so on. And they were able to send letters every three months because of like, you know, post arriving and photos arriving. One of the things I'm always compelled about is like, if there is a benefit, people, they join in, right? If there's something to be gained, people don't see it on the sidelines, actually. My parents don't say, oh, I'm not using one of those video phones. They want to be part of their granddaughter's life. They're working out how to use those apps, however young or old they are, I can tell you. So I think there's some level of where, you know, when the necessity is there, all of a sudden we become incredibly Absolutely. dynamic and we're able to Absolutely. learn rapidly. We should never underestimate the level of potential in humans to learn new things 
let's remember humans created these things that we work yeah. with, right? You know, it's like, this is, you know, amazing stuff. And what it's doing is it's creating new opportunities. It's created a new economy. It's created new roles and yeah. it will continue to do that. So my advice to, to people is you will never know enough about digital, actually, you know, when we upscale our own people, you'll never know everything about digital. Like it's always a good time to start your journey. Don't kind of sit there and think, I don't know where to start. I'm too far behind. I'm a Luddite. I can't do this. Mostly um, our appetite and, you know, kind of propensity to learn comes from our growth mindset mm-hmm. you know, rather than it does mm-hmm. come about you know, the specific thing that we're trying to learn. And and so my, my encouragement to people would be like joining with the technology because the technology is here to stay. It's staying, yeah. um, and, and I think it creates incredible opportunity. Yeah, so it seems like um, you're definitely a fan of the digital world and technology and how it's going to transform. Well, I just don't think it's going anywhere, right? Like it's going to happen. I, I think anywhere. it brings lots of benefit. I, yeah. I agree. And, and to your point, like also... Um, my parents, which are from another generation, it's probably the the, uh, the boomers uh, generation. You know what? They had to pick up on technology very, very quickly if they wanted to stay connected to the world. And yeah. nowadays, even you know, if you want to do some banking stuff, you got to know about e-banking. <laughs> it's 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 it, forcing it's, people to. It's a brilliant example. In it, Singapore, there's a bank called uh, DBS. DBS mm-hmm. went from being the most analog bank, literally serving people in regional areas where there was no access to technology, to being the most digital bank in Singapore in a four-year journey. I think it may even be shorter than a four-year journey. I might have misquoted that. But extremely fast time, right? Either way. And customer behavior moved because of the necessity that things were changing. So I think it's not something to be scared of, you have an opportunity to influence it if you join in with it, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked a lot about technology, but for a second, if I talk about people for a second, one of the things that I think the last couple of years has shown us that we must never forget is how much connectedness and relatedness matters in this world mm-hmm. and how um, how important that is. And so for me, often one of the things I'm finding that wows me most is when I have those incredible kind of human connections with people and you have those really authentic moments. Uh, and uh, my team were together face to face for the first time in three years uh, last week, a uh, week before last. Uh, and it was incredible to see actually the camaraderie mm-hmm. and the level of interest and the laughter in the room and all of those things that of course are possible through those other mechanisms. And we've, we've worked perfectly well through those other mechanisms. But it reminded me of just how important kind of those human connections were. And so as much as we've talked about technology today, actually one of the things that's wowing me and reminding me uh, to be wowed is just how precious those human connections are. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks once again to my guest speaker, Dean. He's been absolutely fabulous and very generous in sharing what they're doing at Schneider Electric, which is really very exciting. And by the way, this is what's happening in many, many companies. And this is the future. But we need to speak digital, but we need to act human. Let's not forget that. So here we are, the end of this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the Wow, the World of Work podcast. And you also check me out on my YouTube channel. Until the next time, as always, do take care. Bye for now.